Welcome, mortals, to the new Actual Play podcast series brought to you by the Cast of Many Things podcasting group, where we will be playing a homebrewed version of the Dresden Files accelerated role-playing game developed by Evil Hat Productions. The Dresden Files RPG is based off of a series of urban fantasy novels by best-selling author Jim Butcher. It is set in a world not unlike our own, but one where wizards and warlocks, fairies and vampires, gods and monsters are real and walk among us unbeknownst to the vast majority of humanity. So prepare yourself as we are about to enter the world of the Dresden Files. folks, my name is Matt, and I will be taking on the mantle of Game Master for several of my friends here at Cast of Many Things, as we will be playing Dresden Files Accelerated, utilizing the Fate Accelerated rule system. Full disclosure, this is the first time any of us have played Dresden Files RPG before, and most of us I don't think have played Fate. Maybe Nate? Possibly? No? Okay, so we're all newbies, so bear with us. However... That said, I am a huge fan of the Dresden Files and the novels, and finally my wish to run a role-playing game in that world has come to fruition. So without further ado, allow me to introduce our players. Patrick, why don't you start us off by introducing yourself and then giving a brief description of your character you'll be playing. You caught me right in the middle of drinking my beer. (laughs) sucks when it's on the other end of the spectrum, isn't it? Yeah, no I mean, that's, that's what Dresden says to most of the monsters, so. <laughs> well, I am Patrick. I will be playing uh, Tobias Miller. He's uh, he's actually a reporter for the uh, uh, the Tribune, and uh, I, I just, I know there's 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 hidden things out there. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna find him. I, I've seen things. That, nobody listen to me, though. I just need to get the facts. I need to get uh, nobody listen. What type of work does he do? The Tobias is a reporter for the South Bend Tribune. Uh, by day and by night, he is a a truth seeker, always looking for the, the hidden things all throughout South Bend and Notre Dame and just all around. Yeah, I think your high concept was excitable truth seeker. Yeah, yeah it, it really, really excitable. Um, once I see something, I, just, I, I gotta go seek it out. I gotta go find it. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get proof. I'm gonna get something. Either on sweet. A, Videotape or recorded audibly or something. Awesome. Chris, how about you next? Hi, I'm Chris. I am be playing Alistair McCrory. I am a knight of the cross. Holy, carrying a sword of God. A holy warrior and collector of ancient artifacts. I have been assigned to this small university of Notre Dame undercover as a professor of archaeology where I am here actually looking for an ancient coin that has been smuggled through from Chicago. Excellent. Faye, tell us about your character. My name is Faye, and I will be playing Eliza Wraith, who is an 18-year-old college freshman at Notre Dame. She was also a child star, well-known to Hollywood, of course. But unfortunately, like all child stars, the fame has to come to an end. And so here we are in South Bend, Indiana, going to college like everybody else. Where everything comes to an end. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Lived here all my life. I know. <laughs> and what was your or do you not want to cover your mantle just yet? Not quite yet. OK. And last but not least, Nathan. So I'm Nathan and I am playing Noah Anderson, who is wearing the mantle of the clued in mortal. So Noah is a employee at Anderson's Apothecary and Acupuncturist and a part-time student at Notre Dame. Uh, He's 21 and is an expert in potion making and has, you know, probably some latent abilities that we'll eventually get to. Speaking of ages, uh, how old was Tobias and Alistair? Tobias would probably be in his late 30s. All right. Uh, Late 40s, early 50s. Awesome. Are you guys going to feel hanging out with a teenager? <laughs> like I do, probably. <laughs> I'm ready to impale myself on my sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He cut to me lucky charms off. 
All right. So the setting is in South Bend, Indiana, a mere 90 miles east of Chicago, Illinois, the setting of the Dresden File novels. All of you are members of the so-called Paranet, which is basically a organization on the social webs of people in the know of the supernatural. Not necessarily supernatural themselves, but folks that have maybe some minor talents or just the few vanilla mortals that are aware of the supernatural in this world of ours. Uh, it is modern day, uh, minus COVID. I'm not going to cover any of that stuff. So imagine 2021 in a nice, healthy atmosphere. I think it was a trick by the Winter Court. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today is a Friday. It is the end of spring term at the University of Notre Dame, coming close to the end. It is a nice, sunny day. Alistair, you are just finishing up teaching one of your classes. What what class would you be teaching today on this uh, Friday mid-morning? Probably the end of the day would be I'm finishing up the uh, last final for uh, Greek mythology. Greek mythology. All right. And it is mid-morning. It's not quite the end of the day yet, but this is your last class of the day. Uh, Liza and Noah, you are both in this class today. Eliza as a registered student, Noah just uh, auditing. You two are friends, you talk a lot, and you have just closed your books and your notebooks for the day as uh, Professor McCrory is coming to a close with his lecture. And um, what do you want to do? I can start with you, uh, Professor. And as you know, the Gorgons have the three sisters they mourn the loss of their third as Perseus lopped off her head. Ah, uh, but that's it. It looks like bell's about to ring. You kids have a wonderful break. Ta-ta. As most of the class gets up and rushes out the door as it's most of their last class of the week. What does Eliza and Noah do? Well, Eliza would like to go to the parties with all of her other friends, but unfortunately has family obligations. And her family is from South Bend. So she kind of has to kind of toe the line a little bit where she would want to go to all the parties. But she also knows that, you know, potentially her parents could be 10, 20 minutes away and catch her. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I believe we set your parents live up in actually the suburb of Granger, which is a very highfalutin kind of uh, upper end area of uh, northeast of South Bend by about 20 minutes. Mm hmm. Yep. Noah? So do we know that the others are paranetters? I would say yes. Um, you all know each other to varying degrees. I would say you and Eliza know each other the best. Uh, however, in our uh, character creation, I know that Noah and Tobias also know each other pretty well. Fa he's a family friend. You obviously know the professor, and you have occasionally, you know, talked with him outside of class, um, although he is fairly busy and focused on work, quote-unquote, sometimes. Would they know what you are, Alistair? Probably not openly about it. The whole, I'm looking for demonic coins and uh, <laughs> ancient <laughs> artifacts, but uh, they probably know I'm definitely clued in. I wouldn't yes, hide yes. that. We've seen him at, like, coin collector festivals, yeah. asking around, like, has anybody seen one of these things? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you all participate in the Paranet, so you have your, your Paranet, you know, usernames that you get on there and you discuss across the country and the world on supernatural affairs and information. You know, not a lot's happened at South Bend, which to your uh, unfortunate dismay, Eliza and Noah, who are actually excited to experience more of the supernatural, you've heard so much about it. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, Tobias, you happen to be on campus today as well. You just left the Hesburgh Library, also uh, known for the mural of what they call Touchdown Jesus. Um, and you're walking, <laughs> just walked across the quad. Archaeology, or the anthropology department is actually located in the Corbett Family Hall building. And you know that your friend, Noah, has a class 
Friday morning that should be getting out at this moment. So you kind of made your way over there and you're in the hallway waiting for the classroom to exit. Tobias looks like this really awkward grown adult with like a stack of pamphlets underneath his arm. He just keeps tapping onto his little battery operated tape recorder. Oh, no, the batteries are dead on this one. I wonder if their class is out yet. Is it like one of those old style like cassette recorders? Yep, yep. tiny oh, little mic- tiny little micro <laughs> recorder. Oh, the little tapes. Gotcha. Yep. Does, does anybody have have any AAA batteries? I really need some batteries. Find these I would say anymore. this seems creepy, but really this seems like a pretty normal sight on a college campus. Yeah, as I'm making my way to the class, I'm trying to hand some of the students that are like frantically leaving a little pamphlet. It just, it looks like it's printed up from like a computer screen, like from a My, MySpace page, like blog entry, just talking about some some demonic creatures in the sewers. Go here and see if you can find anything, but no one's taking them. <laughs> uh, you do see one uh, person... That looks stands out from the rest of middle-aged woman uh, walking down the hallway, click, clack, click, clack, in her high heels in a crisp black smart suit with a white blouse, uh, hair short but well done and up in a bun, carrying a small stack of manila folders and a very expensive handbag. As she walks by you, uh, you attempt to give her... Some of these, I assume. As I extend my hand out, it's kind of like shaking violently because I'm extremely nervous because uh, of, of just how stunning she is. She can't get it out, just stuttering. I'm sorry, darling. I have business. She just continues walking forward and seems to stop right outside of Professor McCrory's door. It's okay. I don't. Oh, I'm going there too. And she stands there patiently. Do the two of you exit the room? Eliza and Noah? Eliza would probably, the reason she's kind of stayed behind is that she wants to look perfect for summer break. And so she's probably fixing her makeup and fixing her care at the end of class. But yes, once she's done, she will step out. Do you wait for her or do you exit the room? I'm going to wait, but um, so Professor McCrory would see Noah's very long, lanky hand raise up in the air. You can't miss it. It reaches a couple feet up from his already kind of lanky, tall form. And it's a very common sight in your class. How tall is Noah? Uh, I want to say like 6'2". Okay. He just like hasn't grown into it yet? Yeah. Yes, you know class is over, right? Well, yeah, yes, Professor. I, you I was hoping You don't need that... to raise your hand again. Can I help you, Mr. Noah? Well, I, um, I was hoping that we could have uh, some more details on... I'm sure there's more of the real story behind the Gorgons and the rest of these myths here, and I was hoping that we could go into more detail. Again, class is over. Go read up on your Percy Jackson over the break, <laughs> and then get back to me. I have... El- yes, my dear? Oh, I was gonna say, Eliza's also just looking at <laughs> Noah, like, why? <laughs> Percy Jackson. I... <laughs> I was like, I unfortunately have to, after I grade these finals, I have to go do a little project of my own. I have a lead on a acquisition I need to investigate. Perhaps if you would like to send me, oh, a tonk tick or whatever you children call it, um, uh, possibly email? that would work, I guess. I'm calling it a tonk tick from now on. <laughs> That's what it's called in this universe. As, as you're talking, out the corner of your eye, Alistair, you, you catch a silhouette in the doorway. And you look over and you see this woman standing there just kind of um, prim and proper and just with a impatient look on her face. Uh, and then she um, catches your eye and just, uh, with her chin up. Yes, young lady, can I help you? Professor McCrory, I assume. Yes, I am just about to leave. You can file an appointment if you'd like with my secretary. I don't think that'll be necessary, sir. I am, um... She looks and sees the two of you standing in there and says, Can we speak privately for a moment? <sighs> Children, class is over. You're dismissed. Yes, yes. Eliza grabs her stuff, steps out, but she's totally going to listen <laughs> at the door. Noah's following, but as as we're walking toward the doors... He leans over and says, Eliza, what? Is Percy Jackson real? 
Maybe. Noah's eyes just get really big. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one that's into all this stuff. I never really considered the possibility. Yes, your acceptance letter to Camp Half-Blood is in the mail. Go check. (laughs) Eliza's like, well, you know, Zeus really did sleep around a lot according to this Greek mythology class that we were just in, so maybe. Oh, look. (laughs) The little star knows something. How quaint. (laughs) Yes, close the door on your way out. Clunk. We close the door. (laughs) Emphatically. And you guys said you're just staying right outside the door? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> totally listening in. Tobias is right there. <laughs> yeah, you see them exit out, Tobias. Do you say anything? Uh, um, yeah. Do you guys have any AAA batteries? No, who's this? <laughs> she sees, like, Noah, like, waving over at this guy who's, like, considerably older than us. Toby, shh. Hey, I, I, I remember you. You, you were from, um, um, uh, house on the corner. I, I was actually just watching a, a season four, episode seven, when, when your parents made you go out on the lawn. And Toby, when, shh. When you when you fell, did you really scuff your knee? I can't hear anything, Toby. What was that fake? Yeah. I, well, can we talk about this oh, later? Okay. I'm glad that you're uh, a okay. fan. It's sleuthing time. I'm putting Toby. my glasses on and putting my stuff in my backpack, and I'm Garrett Satchel, I should say, and getting everything ready. Yes, what can I do for you? This uh, young lady walks up to your desk and uh, holds out her hand. Very proper. Petra Vogel at your service. Professor, I need your help. Go on. I assume you've heard of the Venatore Obroam. Name seems familiar. Should I have? I would have assumed you have. You've spent some time on the Paranet, I think it's called. And I also happen to know of your other occupation. It's our job to know these things in the supernatural world. Let's just say we're an information gathering agency the world over. I straighten up a little far and like I accept her hand. Okay. Here, have a seat and I offer her my chair and I'll sit on the desk and go on. Thank you very much. She sits down and she places these folders down on the desk, kind of spreads them out, and proceeds to pull out some various newspaper clippings and photos and stuff of various local businesses and points them around. She goes, the last month or so, we've uh, noted some rash of break-ins and property damage in the city of South Bend and surrounding area, and it is our belief that uh, something is going on with the supernatural regarding these break-ins. I'm a busy woman, you understand, but I have been assigned to investigate this. However, I heard you were in town, and I wanted to know if you could aid me in investigating a little bit further into the mysterious break-ins and why they may be occurring. Your best choice in this matter is an archaeology teacher? That's your best choice? What is the common nature of the supernatural element that you speak of? Well, your background in uh, all things Roman and Greco-Roman aspects seems to possibly coincide a bit as... She looks back at the door. There's a little window there. I assume she sees your heads all like peek back <laughs> around the corner. It's like one of those you, stained like, see us, windows. Like, doing this, yeah. and then we all like come down. And she's like whispers it a little bit lower. Have you heard of the Fomor? I have. We're not sure, but we've gotten wind that they are in the region having ex, ex, exited, I guess is the best word, uh, the Chicago region recently due to a uh, certain wizard of the White Council having uh, scared them off for the time being. But they have not gone far. We think they are looking for something. We don't know what. We don't know for sure it's them, but we have a suspicion. And we know that with your abilities, you can certainly handle yourself. Hence why I came to you. Are you interested? Oh, it is more of a Celtic thing, but I could possibly look into it. 
Yes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, let me go over these notes. Anything else you can give me? Yes, uh, if you look right here at this picture, do you recognize this location? And he's looked down and he turned the picture around and sure enough, it's a picture of the storefront of the well-known Griffin Bookstore in downtown South Bend that you visited many times. That's known for their old tomes and also they uh, host gaming nights on their second floor, but the basement is where you spent most of your time. Yes, I've frequented establishment. Well, they are friendly to the Venatori, and uh, we actually know the owners. They occasionally provide us with uh, rare tomes that they may or may not come across on occasion. They were recently broken into early, late last night, as a matter of fact, a uh, little bit of property damage, but this seems to be a uh, long list of break-ins, and it wasn't attention. Our attention didn't come to this until they hit this establishment. I happen to be only hundred miles away in Cleveland, and um, couldn't wait to get out of there, so I came over here. There seems to be a Midwestern joke that we're not getting as East Coasters. <laughs> Cleveland does not rock. Well, we are going on break. I needed to go. They are good people there. Sad about the loss of his wife. I... All right, I will investigate. How do I get in contact with you or your venatore? She hands you a very crisp card out from her pocket on her jacket and has just a simple name and phone number on it. And that's it. Just a nice light gray card uh, and it says Petra Vogel and a local area code number. I will uh, as I'm like I get off the desk very quietly and very slowly and um, like as I'm talking to her with the card and I was like alright I will go that way uh, it's not too long and I think they're open till 7 tonight. I will and I open up the door to the hallway <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would like to see if they actually fall in or not. <laughs> no, we're, I'm, Eliza at least isn't leaning on the door. She's like being more prim and proper about it. But as soon as you open the door, she's just kind of, she does one of these like, like she's like scratching her head like, oh, look, I uh, dropped something <laughs> right out here, tying my shoelaces. She's wearing flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's totally leaning on the door. So if there's a roll you want me to make. Oh, no, no, that's not necessary. As long, unless okay. you're extremely clumsy, you just kind of stand straight up. I, I think you stumble in anyway. It just <laughs> I, I stumble a little bit, yeah, at least. <laughs> at least. He's he's not the uh, the most coordinated fellow. And uh, Petra immediately, like, brushes off her uh, jacket and stands up, straightens her pantsuit, and says, Very well, Professor. I appreciate your time on this matter. If uh, you come across anything, please do give me a call. Good day. And Good she day. swiftly walks out the door, ignoring all of you. Oh, what, what, would you like a pamphlet? So, uh, I guess not. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. Yes, can I help you three? So, Professor, we might have overheard, I might have overheard, because I was tying my shoelaces, that there might be some action going on in South Bend. Yes, I'm going to investigate a robbery. Uh, seems... Can I come? <laughs> Why would I be inclined to take a socialite as you to a gaming store? Well, it seems, based on what I overheard, not on, not on purpose, just on accident while I was tying my shoes, that there seems to be some type of supernatural twist what? to all of this, and... You know, Paranet. I'm on the Paranet. He's on the Paranet. I don't know who this guy is, but maybe he's on the Paranet. Hold on, the Paranet's real. I thought that was a joke. I've been following along with it. I thought I got accepted to some thing. I didn't really know it was real. It's real? I'm sorry, Uncle Tobias. I thought you knew. I've been... You're kidding me. Yes, young man. The truth is also Friday. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Uh... We're going to the game store. We can play magic, too, right? 
Magic and, the Gathering? I mean, Professor McRory, if you needed some resources, just saying, you know. Yes, yeah, so my family professional. is pretty well connected. I'm uh, I'm very good with uh, compounds and investigation, and um, Eliza's actually quite good at games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you can come with me. Ah, do you have a? Li- oh, this is gonna be so great. Do you have a limo ready, my dear, or should we just take the bus? Oh no, we can get a Corolla. Excellent. There's a couple of those lime bikes outside <laughs> you could pay for. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar an hour. I, I only have That's a quarter left. I'm gonna grab my, my satchel and <laughs> stuff my my stuff off my desk and like, all right, no time like the present, children. And I take them to my Corolla and we stuff myself and the three grown men into a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> You have a Toyota Corolla. I figured you at least have a, a, a Mercedes or a BMW or something. I, I want to say that maybe Eliza's parents want her to like have some character. So even though she has a car in college, which is like, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. You know, they're like, no, no, we're getting you a Toyota Corolla. As a freshman, it seems like a pretty big deal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, a lot I know Notre Dame students that their parents buy them a house for four years just so they can stay there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, a, they live very kind of close by, so they don't need to buy me a house. Yeah, you, you can live in Granger. You don't need The to. family already has several houses in the area. Yes. Exactly. We have a lake house up in uh, St. Joseph, Michigan on the lake, and uh, we have a penthouse mm-hmm. in Chicago, of course. Yeah, we go up to Michigan to vacation on the summers, you know. I hear that's what they do. Wine country is fabulous. <laughs> Michigan I'm wine imagining the, the wraiths going to uh, to hell, Michigan, for, for <laughs> vacation now. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, you guys head towards Eliza's transportation then. I play Taylor Swift the whole time. Uh, uh, before we uh, before we actually go, I do yes. stop and uh, grab my gym bag. Okay. My very the large, big, long, long duffel bag. Yes. yes. <laughs> are we uh, are we stopping that- for a workout? <laughs> Possibly. Is that going to fit in the trunk? <laughs> Have to keep my six pack. Eliza loudly snorts. <laughs> Noah just sort of looks down and squints. Like <laughs> It depends. Which one do you have? What did we decide on? Shoot. I don't I, remember. It was the empty one at the time. It was Esperacius, right? Yeah, 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 there you go. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Okay, so it's not the six and a half foot long. No. Okay. So it's probably about four and a half feet. Okay, that can fit in the backseat of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's these real life sprinkles that really make uh, it yeah, the flavor shine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I actually thought about that after a few minutes. I was like, oh, wait, gym bag. I need my gym bag. <laughs> this, this sharp point sticking out the side. Yes. Okay. I imagine like one half of it is down near Noah's feet. The other one is just like up in my face. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's in the trunk. Yeah, it wouldn't fit in the trunk. Yeah, it'll fit. Four and a half feet. Yeah, it'll fit. Yeah, four and a half feet. <laughs> Maybe, okay. I, I, I like the idea of just yeah. throwing the jag bag on the reporter in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> the paranormal reporter, too. Yeah. Whose curiosity has killed him many times. <laughs> Especially if he touches my bag. Yes. Tony, right. you look um, a little... You look tired. Do you need... Um, are you okay? Long I'm, day? I'm, 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 no, everything, everything is fine. I'm just really excited. I thought those emails were fake. I, all this time, I didn't realize it was actually part of something. It just kind of accidentally stumbled into it. Oh, this I is going to be so great. Is. Who is this, Noah? Noah oh, is... this is um, family no, no, friend. Noah is Nate's character. No, I, I'm, I'm asking oh, Noah who wrong. you are, because I don't know who you are. <laughs> oh, this is uh, Tobias. He's a friend of the family. Hi, 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 hi there. Hello. Big fan. Thanks. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually just a, a daily reporter for the uh, for, for the South Bend Tribune. I, you know, that's my day job. And normally at night, I just uh, you know, go research on the web and try to find fun paranormal things. And, and I can't believe I actually I can't believe those emails are real. <laughs> that's great. That's going to be all great. right. Well, let's all get into my Toyota Corolla. Me, an 18 year old girl putting three grown men into the car with me. This feels safe. <laughs> hey, it's two grown men and one other uh, student, <laughs> which is taller than everybody. Well, well, Professor, there's only one rando in the car. That's true. 
That's just me. So you guys make your way just a bit south of campus to downtown South Bend, uh, crossing the St. Joseph River. Uh, beautiful, you know, medium-sized river for this neck of the woods. People are kayaking and fishing on the banks. You cross over, you pass the local hospital, drive around a couple roundabouts, and make your way to Colfax. There's tons. <laughs> There's tons. They're everywhere. <laughs> And you pull up right around the corner on Colfax Street to the Griffin Bookstore. One parking space open. I was going to say, do we have to roll to see if we actually can park out front? Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is too real, you guys. This is too real. (laughs) So it's about noon right now. Roll for street parking. (laughs) It is tough to find a spot, but you manage to find one that block. It is a two-hour zone, but there's no meter. You guys complain about the strangest things. These are like... I know, it's actually not bad. In Philadelphia. <laughs> you factor in like 10 more minutes to find parking. I'm just, you know, this world you've built is so detailed. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's almost like it's a real place. Yes, for those not familiar, South Bend's like less than 100,000 population. I think the county entirely, including Mishawaka Granger, is like 260,000 people. So, medium-sized, smaller, Midwestern city. So, yes, you guys pull up. As you pull up, you recognize the three-story brick square building uh, right next to the uh, uh, city waterworks building. And on the other side is a restaurant called the LaSalle Grill. Uh, You get out, and it's got a nice storefront with pane glass, a nice old-style indented doorway uh, with a nice heavy glass with a shade on it and it currently says closed however you do see some movement inside well i haven't been here in a in a long time uh professor do you know the owners somewhat uh just as a practitioner not actually as a my secondary occupation you would know uh him by the name lewis it's like you creepy one you're right, a are reporter, you aren't you? Yeah, yes, yes, I, yeah, I am, I am. Perhaps you have your credentials. Uh, all the time. There was a crime committed oh. here last night. Perhaps uh, we should maybe get a story for the paper. Halfway through him saying this, I'm walking straight to the door. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Badge in hand, just kind of like pushing it up against the window. Looking in, looking in. Okay, are you all with him or do you, some of you stay behind? I'll be with him. Eliza will be a couple steps behind. Yeah, I'll be set. I'm, I'm leaning against the car. <laughs> seeing how well he goes. <laughs> okay. A couple moments pass, and you see a, a shape come to the front door and kind of pulls the shade aside. You see a oh, older good. gentleman. Yes, uh, we're, we're closed. Can I help you? I, hello, um, my name is Tobias. Tobias Miller with the South, South Bend Tribune. Um... Would you have a few moments for uh, a couple questions about the uh, the recent uh, 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 break-in robbery? I I had uh, someone else stop by earlier this morning from the Tribune, uh, but uh, I, I uh, yes, I, I do have some time. Um, oh, yes, just a moment, just We're a here moment for some follow-up uh, questions and some pictures. She pulls out her phone. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, she, anything she, she, to find she, these people that did this. Uh, I can't believe this happened. I mean, uh, anything, anything that'll help. Um, just a moment. Let me, uh, I was cleaning up some glass. Uh, give me a second. And he oh. shuts the door and uh, takes about, you know, about two, two and a half minutes and comes back and opens up the door. Yes, come in, come in. Um, um, if you don't mind, uh, this is the rest of my team. Uh, we, we do have a, well, I, I have a whole different way of doing everything. Uh, it's more of a, she, she, she's the photographer. Um, um, he's here for my well-being. Uh, sometimes I get a little anxious when he's not around. Family and all. And uh, that's a... Uh, I recognize a few of you. You've been here before. You play magic, right? I, I, yes. I, 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 yes, I, I usually just sit in the back. Well, come in. Come in, yes. Um, I don't have any seats here. I guess uh, if you uh, want, we could go up to the uh, second floor to where the gaming tables are, if you'd like. And you guys walk in, and it's the old wooden creaky floor. There's a counter immediately to your right, and it's just a rectangular, narrow room, and just a line of, like, three bookcases going parallel with the length of the room with stacks and stacks of uh, 
uh, gaming books, uh, miniature figures, board games, army uh, memorabilia on the far right. And in the back and the far end, you see a staircase going down and also up. And he leads you towards the staircase. Do, do you have any first edition Dungeons Dragons? Ne- ne- never mind, don't uh, um, yeah, um, we do. Uh, it's in the basement in the uh, old stock for all, all the older books. But uh, I've been um, meaning to ask. Uh, yes. Um, so, if, if you don't mind, uh, where where, uh, where were you when the breaking happened? Uh, and as you guys make your way to the staircase, it's like creak. Everything's just creaky and old, and uh, leads you up to the second floor. And there's sure enough, there's like an open room with tables and sets you down. And well, um, it was sometime after. Uh, midnight. Uh, I closed up around 11.45, went home, and um, we got a call from uh, a security company saying that the alarm went off around, I think it was 2.45, 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, how far away do you live? Uh, we live uh, just on the uh, north side of South Bend, just on the other side of the river, maybe a you know, seven, eight minute drive. Is there anything in specific they actually took? <sighs> we didn't notice anything taken. However, they were looking through the basement. Uh, must have been looking for a book of some kind because... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, were, first edition, guarantee it. Well, they didn't touch that shelf. They were in our restricted area. Do you mind if oh. we take a look? Well, I'm sure you know it's not fourth edition, that's for sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> We have 18 copies of that, actually, if you would like them. They're on sale. <laughs> what do you keep in the locked area? I know you. Where? How do I know you? You've I, been I, in here before. You've been in the basement before, I believe. Many times. You dealt with uh, my wife, God rest her soul. Uh, you're a professor. Yes, Notre Dame, I believe. Correct. You are good. Yes, I think I can trust you. Uh, why are you here? Are you uh, like a... Uh, to provide uh, background information, or... I'm making sure these children keep their stories straight, and um, curious on what was pilfered. Okay, well, let's... Uh, I can take you down there. I mean, before we head down there, was there any other basic questions you had um, before um, we walked down? No, his yeah. hand goes up again. Um, <laughs> couple uh, feet uh, his head. Young man, yes. Um, yes, um... How did they get into the store? Uh, well, somehow they uh, managed to get in through the roof, oddly enough. We uh, couldn't figure it out ourselves, but then we found a broken uh, cellar door or attic door uh, on the third floor. Managed to get in from the roof for uh, through a service hatch. Can you show us? I mean, I'd love to take uh, some pictures. Yes. Um, would you like to go down to the restricted section first or up to the roof first? The restricted section, please. Okay. Uh, he leads you down, uh, down the staircase, and then there's kind of a really tight wooden staircase going down in the basement. It's very low ceiling. Uh, anyone pretty much over like six foot tall would have to duck over some of the beams. Um, but it's musty, dry but uh, kind of that old book smell. Um, clean, but very old, you know, bookshelves lining all the walls with some in the middle of the room. And he leads you around to the back to a little, like, one of those gate-type things that's like an accordion gate and unlocks it and, like, stretches it open. And there's this probably a room about eight foot long, four foot wide with a shelf on one side and a shelf in the back of the room. And there's probably a good hundred books or so um, in this room. Uh, This is uh, where they picked the lock and started tossing books around. Unfortunately, we've got quite a bit of damage. Some of the books have been boxed up and we're going to be sending them to a restoring um, company for um, fixing the bindings and such. But, uh, They did not actually take any of them. Uh, Whatever they were looking for, they could not apparently find. I'm taking pictures of everything with my phone. Why am I doing this? (laughs) 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 I'm pretending like my phone's a camera. You have the handle with like the uh, powder. (laughs) (laughs) It blows up. (laughs) 
Yes, dear, I'm sure they'd love pictures of books on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Um, <laughs> was there a specific area? Like, how how are the books arranged in this in this place? Do you ask, or are you asking just from looking? No, I, I'm I'm asking him. He says, "Well, I mean, we have uh, a little section here on the occult. We have uh, religious orders and uh, sex. We have uh, <laughs> sex. that's S E C T S, please." <laughs> it says over here we have some uh, dead languages. Sanskrit, uh, Babylonian, and such. They appear to have been uh, looking here, though, in this Greco-Roman section. Interesting. And she point. She points down, and you see several empty spots. Apparently, uh, some of those books have already been removed and probably boxed up, as they were some of the ones that were tossed. Uh, does anything stick out, like uh, titles or anything? Let's see here. Go ahead and. I could do our first roll ever. Yay! Yes. Yeah. Where's your thing? Okay. Go, Chris. Go, Chris. Go, Chris. So, with your high concept as a reluctant educator, but majoring in archaeology, go ahead and roll with. Um, let's see. Would that be intellect? You think? I was gonna say intellect or focus. Whichever. Yeah. One or the other. And um, if any of you want to aid him, you can give him a plus one. Uh, as he's looking in this particular section for anything that sticks out. I would definitely be, like, right next to him, just kind of eyeballing everything, kind of, like, peeking my head over his shoulder and just like, oh, what about that one right there? Okay. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this, like, little restricted section or, like, a, uh, its own aspect as um, disordered, cramped space. So it's a little tight. You're kind of all trying to fit into this little room. Um, So... Uh, you're going to have to uh, beat a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it like a uh, moderate difficulty of um, two. So go ahead and roll and add with your uh, focus if you'd like, and add a plus one because Tobias is helping you. Okay. So I have something I could do to help further. Uh, I will allow one more person to help. How do you want to help? I was gonna help not in the mechanical sense, but I was gonna going to use uh, I have an ability called Chasing Rumors Mark Knowledge to aid rolls to overcome or create an advantage. Would this count as a roll to overcome or create an advantage? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, will cost you a fate point, I believe. If that's... Um, when it's you're, a stunt. If when you're stu- yeah, if it's a stunt, definitely it'll cost you one fate point. Okay. Okay, so it's a plus two? It costs me already one knowledge point. Okay, so yeah, so so under the box for your um, condition, yeah, uh, you would add one X to that box for uh, not for knowledge. Okay, so one X to knowledge and one fate point. Yep, and that okay. adds what kind of bonus? Plus two. It adds a plus two for each box mark. So yeah, it adds a plus two, and this could manifest as either a result of my past research or as a retrocognitive flash, uh, as we talked about in character creation. Okay, okay. So go ahead and give me a roll first, uh, Chris, with a plus plus three to whatever your number is. Do you roll 46, correct? Or... Yeah, 46. And then what's what's the focus? I mean, I have a three in focus, so... Uh, that means you add three to your roll. Okay. Plus another three for your bonuses from your friends. Okay. So one, two is a negative, three, four is a zero, and four, five is a plus. So that would be a 21. What did you roll? <laughs> yeah, what are the dice down? Uh, four, four, five, oh, no, and just, two. Those are actually going to be like negative plus or um, okay. uh, zero. So how many ones and twos? I have one, two. So that's a negative. Okay. How many threes, fours? Two fours. So that's two zeros. And then you have one plus? One five. Okay. So you have a plus, two blanks, and a negative. So you basically had a wash. Okay. So that's zero. So that's plus three from your focus, and then another plus three. You got a six. Okay. So that's still not bad. That's really good. <laughs> um, that beats what you needed to actually see anything of interest. So uh, you managed to locate some interesting tomes, um, and you see a couple that appear to have smudge marks on a little bit of the dust-covered binding. 
almost like fingerprints, but shaped a like almost like they were a bit moist when they were touching the binding. Like there's a tad bit of water damage to the binding, as if you had your hands weren't dry yet when you picked it up. Much like the Cheeto fingerprints on the first edition <laughs> of Dungeons and Dragons. That, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Do they not wash their hands? Or when they wash their hands, not dry them properly. This is bad. And the, uh, I'll say for sake of this, you know, uh, one of the books is um, on the uh, 4th and 3rd century BC, based around like the time of, uh, oh geez, I don't know my uh, Greco-Roman history, but uh, 4th fourth, fourth and 3rd century BC. Okay. And if you want to, you can uh, investigate further by asking to pick up a book if you'd like. Yeah, I will take the one that looks like it's been water damaged a little more than the others. Okay. Yeah, you uh, go to reach for it and uh, Lewis says, oh, uh, allow me. He pulls it out and grabs it by the uh, underside and kind of holds it out with two hands underneath it and like hands it to you. Now, if you don't mind, just We'll take it out to the table out there. I'd rather not have it just opening up in the air in case you drop it. It takes you out there. You uh, set it down. And um, what do you want to look at specifically? Just kind of investigate the markings on the binding or... I want to see the wet fingerprints and to see if there's like anything like inside the book itself is specifically like missing like if there's okay. a page missing taken from it or something was taken from the book or specifically looked at gotcha gotcha so the outside of the book as you're all looking at it you clearly see now uh, you get a little bit more light uh there's clearly some type of handprint partial handprint on this binding it appears to be human. Uh, nothing odd about the shape, uh, other than the fact that it was probably damp at the time. Uh, however, when you start perusing through the book, um, you take your time. Uh, Lewis is over your shoulder the whole time, kind of going, ah, yeah, easy, easy. No, that, yep, yep, just slightly lift the page, yep. I'm taking pictures the whole time of, like, every page. Okay. <laughs> For about 10 minutes, you get to a page and Lewis kind of, <gasps> what? As you notice almost immediately following his outburst that sure enough, like two to three pages, you look down. Yep. Three pages have been ripped out of this book uh, towards the back end. We tell based on like if there's chapters or like indices, what these pages would have been about. Uh, you peruse the contents of this section of the book, what you discover is a section on something called the Sword of Damocles. You would know this is like a, a old anecdote figured in uh, the history of uh, Sicily by uh, Timaeus of Terraminium in the uh, between 356 to 260 BC, a Roman orator named Cicero supposedly read some texts of a Greek historian about a story involving a man named Damocles. Um, this is all uh, something that you would know only Alistair. A tyrannical, a tyrannical king who once ruled over Sicily in the city of Syracuse during the 4th and 15th centuries BC. Although rich and powerful, Dionysus was supremely unhappy. His iron-fisted rule had made him many enemies, and he was tormented by fears of assassination. So much he slept in a bedchamber surrounded by a moat, only tr trusted to his daughters to shave with his beard with a razor. Yeah, and you kind of read and then the page ends as the next three pages are gone. What you figure from this is something having to do with Damocles or this story has to do with these missing pages because when you go to the next page that's available, it's now moved on to another character during this time period. But that's what you can gather. Something having to do with this story of the Sword of Damocles and the holding... Uh, the weight of the world above your head as a leader and uh, how uh, 
it weighs down on men in positions of power, but you have no idea what else would have been written after what you read. Sure. And I was going to say, that's not a good omen to start things with having the sword of Damocles over your head. <laughs> Greek's funny. <laughs> uh, and then Lewis says, um, I did not notice that. I now have to put that in with the boxes and get somehow get those pages somehow restored. Unfortunately, that's that was a uh, very rare book. Lewis, were you the only store here that's been broken into? Uh, no, I mean, I know a few other uh, bookstores I've heard have gotten broken into in the last month. Um, we kind of uh, have a little, you know, online chat room for, uh, you know, bibliophiles and stuff. So, but uh, um, none of them, I guess, had any we're close to the kind of damage or uh, attention to destroying the interior as I had. I don't know if they're related. Do you think they're related? The police didn't really mention uh, Maybe you can just that. mention some names and, you know, we can go investigate too? Let's go ahead and uh, see the roof while we're at it, if you don't mind. Uh, yes, uh, if you don't mind, and he kind of grabs the book and uh, closes it very gently and then grabs a uh, towel from uh, a little hook and, like, wraps the towel around it and, like, kind of sets it down on the table and leads you upstairs. As I, I, I pick up her questioning and like, I let the, he's leading ahead to the rough access. I hand her with the manila folder with the list of all the businesses that have been broken into that are the possible connection to everything. I'll just hand it to her and just kind of go shh. Now, when I look, do I recognize these businesses? Like, are these businesses that I might have gone to? Uh, yeah, a few of them. Uh, most of them don't carry rare books one may if you guys want to make up a name that's for fine. one i didn't uh but uh they don't seem to tick off any suspicious vibes when you're looking at these names you're like oh that's just more like a that's like a kid's bookstore uh, this place is more of a uh, religious bookstore uh this place is kind of like a borders and uh Another one. Well, the only borders left. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Walden book. The Fomor broke in to get the latest pack of Lord of the Rings trading cards. So, and then there's even a couple like appears to be residential mm, addresses. Okay. Ah, You're not sure how those tie in, but you don't recognize you don't know any people that live at those addresses personally. Okay. Scattered throughout like the entire county, there's like three. So there's like four businesses and like three residential properties. All right. But yeah, he leads you upstairs um, to the third so, floor. As we're walking upstairs, as he turns back occasionally to see that we're following, he sees Noah's hand raised again. Uh, young man, yes. <laughs> um, uh, you, you didn't happen to, to scan the, the books in the, in the rare section. You mentioned you had an online chat, so I thought maybe you might have a, a scanner or something. Uh, that would have been smart. However, that... That's a lot of scanning. Um, we have literally tens of thousands of pages of books just in that section alone. Uh, and it's just me and, you know, my wife passed within the last couple of years and I've been a little uh, shorthanded. Um, but no, unfortunately, no, that book, you might be able to find maybe copies online digitally. It's not the only book of its kind. I'm sure there's other people out there that have it, but uh yeah, I, I can't help you there, though. I can take a look on that online. Okay. Uh, you guys get up to this third floor, and he shows you... There's like a, uh, a metal kind of fire ladder that goes up to this hatch that is kind of just slightly uh, cocked a little bit, where you can see a little bit of sunlight and a gap where it appears like it was busted a little bit. Uh, that's where um, they came in. Uh, I've repaired it to the best I can for the moment, uh, but it still needs some work. Um, I mean, you're welcome to go up there. Just be very careful. I, 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 my insurance doesn't cover uh, injury for strangers. Is, is there actually a easier roof access, or do we just have to like get a rope and climb up through the window? No, there's, there's, there's a ladder. Go up the ladder. Oh, 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 there, there it is. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Eliza will go up. Okay. The two young daredevils. Yep, no, I'm not following her. Like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'll, I'll go up very last and we'll wait. So you guys head up there and there's a kind of like a gravel uh, rooftop. 
uh, with some stacks, you know, vents and stuff. There's a air conditioning unit um, and a uh, what do you want to look for? Anything specific or just a general cursory? Is there a human accessible means of access to the roof besides the door we came through? As you're walking around, you uh, kind of walk to the back side, look down. Um, there is, you know, like fire escapes. However, they're attached to the windows adjacent to the third floor, but there's um, currently no ladder that goes from the third floor window mm. access up to the roof. It's not, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't be impossible to try to get up here, but it would have been one heck of a leap to try to jump and then grab your hands onto the edge of the rooftop. Are, are there any other buildings taller than this one around? Uh, no, they're was all it same raining height last night? in this Do we block. Know? That's my question. It was not. Okay. I'd like to look for evidence of water if there is anything. Okay. Go ahead and uh, roll with uh, your focus. And I don't know if you have any aspects that might be able to aid you in that. But uh, if you do, you're welcome to shout them out. Nope. I don't think so. I am like a, a charm character. <laughs> All right. I have zero in focus. Let's see how this goes. I have a... Um stunt that I can use. Preparations. So I'll take out some... It's basically just talcum powder. Uh, but I've got a vial of this powder that sticks to stuff that's wet. Okay. Can I use that as some help? Yeah. Or that's the idea. Okay. <laughs> you can give it a shot. I'll say... Yeah, I mean, if you want to use a fake point for that, I'll allow it and we'll see what you get. So that's a, add a plus two to whatever you okay. roll. So I uh, overall have a plus one because I have two fives, a three, and a one. So then it's a four. Or no, sorry, three. Yep. Three? Okay. So I gave this a... Um, I don't think preparations gives me a, a plus two automatically, Matt. So if if you want to make that a plus one, you can. I mean... But whatever you think is appropriate. What does it say? Does it, what does it say specifically when you use that? It stunt? just says mark knowledge to reveal you have a useful item on hand. So I'm thinking it just counts as oh, aid. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'll still go with what you rolled um, for the sake of this. And um, but I was giving this uh, a difficult, which is a plus three. Mm -hmm. So you just tied it. So there's a negative and a positive outcome. Okay. Positive outcome, I will say you managed to find some areas where this um, material kind of stuck a little bit to the gravel, possible signs of moisture. However, it doesn't take any definable shape or consistency. It's kind of like, a, you know, there's a spot here that's about a size of possibly a footprint, but then over here there's something that's more the size of like a... Uh, a bucket, like perfectly round, like maybe they had a bucket up here at one time. Um, but it's it's difficult to diagnose what it signifies. But you do notice some spots where there might be some previous uh, moisture. Okay. Um, but it doesn't really like give you any super clues or anything. Um, what are you doing, uh, Tobias? Just kind of walking around while they're doing watching this. everybody else do what they're doing. Not okay. Really, just kind of eyeballing everything, just to. See what the hell's going on on the roof. All right. Um, nothing. Nothing specific. Nothing specific. Just, just, just here. Excited to be here because I didn't know I was supposed to be here <laughs> with okay. this group. What about you, Alistair? I am not going on the roof. I am. Oh, you're too still down below. Over okay. Are you checking out below in the third floor or anything? Or well, I mean, if you let me wander, I'll wander the base. Uh, but uh, I didn't think he was going to let me just wander around, so I was waiting for the kids to get done off the roof. Okay, all right. I will say that while you guys are up there, you do a very good, thorough search for any types of clues whatsoever. You do see they manage to like forcibly bust the latch for this access this roof access uh that you don't find any signs of how they specifically got onto the roof um they could have maybe jumped from uh, the little gap between the neighboring buildings you do see some fire escapes there too but it seems like they're all just go up to the third floor and stop there's no ladders that go all the way up to the roof so either they managed to scale the wall somehow and took the equipment with them or climb the wall supernaturally you're not sure it's uh it's a mystery 
There's no they they were pretty good at hiding their tracks. Interesting. What is the latch made of? Uh, it is a uh, heavy uh, metal latch with a metal square lid. The latch itself is a heavy iron slash steel, and the the lat the hatch itself is uh, like a type of um, uh, diamond plated steel type of thing. So not thick, but durable. Durable and iron based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Noted. Well, they somehow busted this. I will say there doesn't appear to be any type of scrape or or crowbar ish type damage. Because if this was you guys, you'd probably say, "Oh, you need a crowbar or a pipe or something to kind of you know leverage that latch off." But it just seems like it was just snapped. So either they were really strong or they were professionals, and I don't really know how they could have gotten up here. What do you think, Noah? Well, um. It seems like we're dealing with someone who can both jump or climb very well and someone who can break locks with what looks like bare hands. Well, that's scary. Yeah, a human with bare hands, you know, like big furry claw-like hands would be very scary, wouldn't it? That's not a thing, Toby. You'd be surprised! Well, if there's nothing else to figure out up here, I'm going to climb back down. Yes, yeah, I uh, When we first got here, did he tell us the uh, name of the other uh, person from the South Bend Tribune that showed up? Um, he did not. Uh, but if you ask him, he would say um, George Costanda. <laughs> <laughs> so George the Panda? George, George, George Costanda. So oh you have gosh. your arch enemy. Is he yeah, a and you would know him. He, he's a real uh, go-getter, uh, young reporter with, you know, up and coming, wants to work for either New York Times one day or someplace like that. But yep. he's tall, dark and handsome, full head of hair. <laughs> Before I go make my way downstairs, I will yell down and ask uh, who had he spoken with earlier. And while I'm, I, while I'm up on the roof by myself, I will actually call Mr. George uh, Costanda. <laughs> okay. As you're dialing, uh, you're kind of you kind of sit now, down. You kind of sit. Now. You kind of sit down on the edge of the uh, coping or whatever they call it on the side of the building. Um, it's a nice foot and a half wide ledge, and you sit down. You kind of just glance down into the uh, little gap between the two buildings, this building and the neighboring building. There's like a four-foot gap. Um, You see a gentleman down there kind of looking up at you. And as soon as he sees you looking at him, he kind of looks back down and kind of juts around the corner to the back of the building. With my phone in hand, can I, uh, as I'm beginning to dial, can I swap over to my phone and just like take a quick picture before he escapes away? Uh, You can try. He's very fast. It's like a white blur almost because he's mostly appears to be in like a white to like lightish gray garb uh, with a shock of dark hair. Okay, and you uh, can, which you way can is try going? if you want to use uh, haste. You can roll with haste. Oh yes, haste. I have a plus one in haste, and it's just me up there. So that is absolutely nothing. That's a a two, a one, a two, and a three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Oof. no, you, you managed to take a picture, but you, there's literally nothing on it because you did it so quick, it's still blurry, and you can't even tell if there's a person in the picture or not. But uh, and he, what do he you was do? moving fast towards where? The back side of the building through this gap. I go run over towards the stairwell where everybody just went, ah, they, they're, they're, there's somebody somebody running towards the back. They, they were in the, the alley, oh, alley on the side. <laughs> Eliza would like to run talk, in that direction talk, to see talk, if talk, she can uh, catch up to him. And Eliza is surprisingly fast, and I mm-hmm. will reveal a little bit about that, which is that she, despite being like a five foot four, like skinny female, is like surprisingly fast and strong for someone her size. Yes, she is. Do you leave some yellow and red lightning bolts behind you when you run off? <laughs> Not that fast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she quickly is like, you can hear and uh, not not like heavy steps either very light and nimble and she's out of sight and even sound and before you guys even get down to the second floor you hear 
the front door little chime go off as she's already outside. Uh, what do you do when you get outside, Eliza? I'm looking for this person. Okay. Uh, Tobias said that he saw them run to the back. So uh, you look off to your left and you see a like little gap, like a four foot gap between the buildings to your left. I would run in there. Okay. You turn run around there. It is uh, a little darker down here, but you can see it well enough. Uh, you kind of have to uh, hur- hurdle over a couple boxes um, and uh, uh, a trash can or two, a couple cinder blocks. Um, but with your um, agility, I'm not going to make you roll for it because you are fairly agile. And you manage to get into the back and it opens up. There's like a uh, another building on the block opposite. You see the back of that building. There's a, a fence. Uh, there's some trash cans back here. Some uh, turned over plants that appear to have been dead with just soil sticking out of them. And as soon as you turn the corner, you look to your left and you don't see anything, but then you immediately feel like someone's watching you and you turn back to your right and not more than four feet from you is a young man older than you that is a fair skin, perfect complexion, uh, about 5'10", dark hair, kind of in like a a coif, you know, short on the sides and the back and like kind of fluffed up on top in a uh, white, crisp uh, V-neck t-shirt with a gray... A smart jacket and uh, gray skinny jeans with um, some nice, like stylish uh, dress boots, uh, also gray. And you just stand there with a smirk on his face, and he just says to you, "He's like, hello, cousin." Excuse me, do I know you? And that's where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling it was coming too. Just didn't know how it was going to be. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> And I would have went on spring break if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Yo, you got something Noah to do raises request. his hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going to end this episode of the Dresden Files, brought brought to you by Cast of Many Things. Uh, it's been an absolute joy to be your game master uh, again. My name is Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at Longfellow underscore Matt. Also on Instagram at Maze and Matt. Uh, Patrick, where can they find you, sir? They can find me at Professor PFM on the Twitters and right here on Cast of Many Things. I'm sure they already know that by now, though. If they're listening to this. But if they don't, go back and listen to other episodes. <laughs> Chris, do you have any socials that you want to drop for anyone? Gate Jumper One with two P's on absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> Faye, where can I find you? You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Captain Faye Guy. You can also find me here on the cast of many things. I'm involved in several projects here and also on my other podcast at How the Quest. Awesome. And Nathan. You can find me on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones and on several cast of many things projects. Sweet. So with, just want to thank you all for joining us on our adventures of the Dresden Files. Please stay tuned as there's at least uh, three to four more episodes to come. Uh, If you want more Dresden Files in your life, please join us on our Twitter at CastOManyThings. Pay attention to our uh, listing of upcoming other podcasts, including Princess World, uh, soon after that Cthulhu, run by our lovely Faye, and then probably sometime after that, is when this uh, Dresden Files will have popped up. So if you haven't checked out those other two, please go back and look at them. All our episodes can be found on Cast of Many Things, on iTunes, Podbean, or any podcasting app of your choice. And if you enjoy our content, please leave us a nice rating and review. Uh, you can also reach us on our email at castofmanythings at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. point is, we absolutely want to hear from you folks, our amazing fans. And we'll see you next time on Dresden Files. Does anybody have any AAA batteries? (laughs) Professor, I have a question. (laughs) What is it?